Hey there, friend. I am so glad you're here. I just wanted to open up this episode by letting you know I'm taking a few weeks off from making brand new content while I settle in with our new baby and settle into a new normal with our family. But you are not going to be without awesome content. Today and for the next few weeks, we are going to have replays of a previous episode that has been a favorite of many people. And it is super relevant in our lives today. So I know you're going to be blessed as you listen. And as you do, I would love it if you would think back to maybe one of your favorite episodes and share that episode with a friend. The links to the show notes for this specific episode is going to be in the description in in your podcast app. So you can just click on that and it'll take you right to the show notes where you'll get all the original information from either the guest or any details that you need from that episode. If you have a question that you would like to have answered on a future podcast, you can send it my way at kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. I just love connecting with you and answering your questions. Many blessings on you, my friend. Enjoy today's episode. beautiful. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bring an inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey guys, it's a new week. Do you need a little extra joy in your life right now? Pop on over to kirstenvossler.com and get your free gift of five ways to increase your joy level today. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Today we're going to talk about discipline. Ooh, discipline. What kind of images does that word conjure up in your mind? Do we think of discipline mostly as correction and mostly as consequences? Today, I want to give us another way of thinking about discipline that has helped me tremendously as I raise my kids and as I parent them and train them. So what is discipline? The American Heritage Dictionary defines it as training expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior, especially training that produces moral or mental improvement. Did you hear the word training in discipline in the definition there? Training. There is more of a focus on training than on consequences. Did you realize that the root word of discipline is disciple? 
the root word of discipline is disciple. When I realized this not that long ago, it totally changed the way I view discipline and the way I discipline my children. I asked my seven-year-old the other day, hey, what is a disciple? And she told me, well, a disciple is someone who follows their teacher and learns everything they can from him. I thought that was pretty good. So I said, well, what's the job of the teacher? And she said, oh, that's the job of the teacher is to train the disciples to be just like him and to do the same things he does. I again was pretty impressed. And I said, well, that's great. Where did you learn all of that? Did you learn that in Sunday school or something? Have you been learning about that? And she said, oh, I learned that from watching The Chosen. <laughs> Little side note, if you haven't seen The Chosen, it is the most wonderful um, portrayal of the life of Jesus and his disciples that I have ever ever seen. I will link it for you in the show notes. You can watch it for free anywhere in the world in many different languages. It is absolutely incredible. We wait on pins and needles for each next episode to come out because it is just the best. It's just the best. You will fall in love with Jesus. You will learn all about the disciples. And clearly my daughter is learning about discipleship just by watching Jesus and his disciples. The word disciple in Greek means student or pupil, but it also means follower. And it specifically is talking about one who gives themselves fully to the teaching of another and makes them a part of his life. So isn't that what we're supposed to be doing to our, with our children as parents? We are supposed to be training them and teaching them so that they can make the things that we're teaching them a part of their lives. Proverbs 22 verse 6 in the King James Version says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is a verse we've probably heard a hundred times. Train up a child in the way he should go. That means that we actually have direction that we need to be giving them. We're not just following their bent. We are going to pay attention to that, but there is a point, there is a, a purpose in our bringing them up that we have to focus on. We have to tr actually train them. We have to show them the right way to go. Ephesians 6 verse 4 in the New Living Translation says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So there again, we are instructed to bring them up in, with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. We are disciples of Jesus. Our children are disciples of us. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, Imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Discipleship has a different connotation than consequence, doesn't it? does to me. In discipleship, there's room for adjustment. It's focused on training, and it's not shame-based. We also have to realize that our goal in raising our children is to transfer 
our discipleship to Jesus as they reach that age of accountability. So initially, they are our disciples. As they grow older, we are purposefully moving them into being Jesus' disciples. And how we do that is we first teach them to be disciples of us. As we train them to obey us and listen to us, we are actually giving them a foundation for how they will obey and listen to the Lord. I tell my kids this all the time. I say, guys, I have to train you to obey me because that is how you're going to learn to obey God. And if I don't train you, then I'm disobeying God. It is the greatest kindness we can give our children to command and expect their obedience. Training in character is hard. It is. It is. It is a challenge for me. It's a challenge for you, I'm sure. It is hard work, but it is non-negotiable, and it is so worthwhile in the long run. Hebrews 12, 5 to 13 This is a long one, but I'm going to read it to you because it is so encouraging. This is what it says. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, for he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means you are illegitimate and not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in His holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained up in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. Oh boy, there is a lot in this passage that I want, and I want to focus on a few key areas. We could get into all kinds of methods for training and correcting our children, but today I really want to focus on the why. Why do we discipline them? We discipline them to disciple them. Just like that said, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So as we disciple, discipline our children, we can expect that there will be a peaceful harvest of right living. Doesn't that sound like what you want in your home? I know it is for me. I, that's what I want in my home. I want to have a peaceful, blessed family. And the way to get there is to disciple and discipline my children 
so that they can learn to live in this way. So there's encouragement for us in verse 12. Take a new grip with your tired hands, mama, and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. We can be encouraged that the hard work that we're doing day in and day out of training our children and disciplining our children is going to be worth it. So why do we discipline them? To disciple them. This really helps me. It helps me to not take their misbehavior or wrongdoing personally. Do you ever do that? I have to admit, I've even asked my kids once or twice, are you just doing this on purpose to make my life miserable? But you know what? Um, By the way, that is selfish parenting. The purpose of our training is not so that our lives are better and we feel good about ourselves. The purpose of our parenting and training is that they are godly young men and women of God. So I don't take everything so personally that they're doing. When they misbehave, I'm like, oh, no, oh, and then I get all offended, and then I get mad at them. So it takes also away that anger and frustration of me going like, haven't I told you this before? How many times do I have to say this again and again? And it takes it from that to like discovery mode where I go, oh, there's an area where they need some discipleship. And then I can (laughs) work with the Lord on what they need and how to give it to them. I can teach them. Sometimes I need to give them correction. Sometimes it's a life skill that I realize, you know, they really don't know how to clean their room. (laughs) or they really don't know how to wash the table well, or whatever it is. So sometimes there are life skills I need to teach them. This doesn't remove the consequences when they're necessary, but it makes the most of the situation. It also shows me how to be proactive so that they can have victory and not only correction. So when I see my kids misbehaving or something going on where they're not doing what they're supposed to do, and instead of viewing it as an affront to my own personal self, I see it as a discipleship moment. It can also make me go, "Mm, you know, they need more instruction in this area. And that way they'll be able to have victory. And I won't always have to correct them in that. So I can address the issue when I when we're both at peace and not in the intensity of the moment. Um, pro tip, addressing any issue when you and the other person are at peace and not in the middle of the intensity is the best way <laughs> that I have ever found to actually be able to get through that and to have both of you stay at peace and have a better outcome in the long run. This is true, not only with your kids, but with your husband, with your friends, with anybody who you happen to have a conflict with. If you can address the issue when you're both at peace, it is so helpful. So how can we disciple our children? We need to teach them God's ways. And the way we do that is we put scripture in front of them constantly. 
We will talk about this more in a future episode, but for now, just remember to, to learn God's ways, we have to know his word. His word shows us his ways. We need to raise our kids into a personal relationship with God. Us having a personal relationship with God is vital, but it unless it transfers to our kids, they are going to be lacking in their lives. Also, we're going to focus in our discipling of transferring our discipleship of our children to Jesus. So as they grow, we're going to to teach them and train them and disciple them that they are going to begin to really focus and listen to the Lord and not only to us. And eventually they're going to be listening strictly to the Lord and be fully responsible to him alone. And we won't be in the picture at all as far as that direction and correction goes when they're older, when they're out of our home. But for now, we're just going to kind of begin that process, training and discipling them to follow us as we follow God, and then transferring that discipleship over to the Lord throughout their life. So when we focus on the goal of discipleship, we can trust that the changes in behavior and character will come because their hearts will be in the right place which is the best reason for behavior change. Hey, it's question time. We have a fun question today. Today's question is from Sarah. She said, what are your favorite all ages family activities? Ooh, I like this one. All right, so we do have a very broad age range in our family. So we have my husband and myself, our oldest child is nearly 12, and our youngest is six months. So I'm going to leave the six-month-old out of this. But the next one up from her is two. So basically, we have a two-year-old, we have a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an almost 12-year-old. So we have a big age range there, and so these are some things that all of those ages can do together and that my husband and I enjoy as well. One of the things we love to do is we love taking walks around the neighborhood. We thankfully live in a really quiet neighborhood actually. And so even though it doesn't have sidewalks, we can just walk right down the street and not a lot of cars come down here. And we actually have a place where we can walk where it walks down a a long road about a, about a half of a mile to a dead end. And so that street rarely has cars on it. And so that's a really safe place we can go and the kids can kind of ride out in front of us and it's really nice. They can just kind of go and it gives my husband and myself a chance to talk to each other as well. So when we go on a, on a family walk, we've got bikes and scooters and some kids on rollerblades and skateboards and we've got kids in the stroller and we're just like this parade. We're just like this mob going down the street, um, but it's really fun and that is something we really enjoy, especially in the summertime when it's nice in the evening. We love taking walks, but the kids and I will even take walks in the morning sometimes um, on a just any old day. We'll just take walks and enjoy that together. 
Uh, we like to play games. Some of our favorite games are Scattergories, which probably a lot of you know about, but if you don't, check it out. It's a fun game. And a new one that I just got for my birthday this year, I actually asked for it for my birthday. I heard about it on a different, a different podcast, and it sounded like so much fun. It is called Tenzi. And Tenzi is a dice game where every person has 10 dice. And then you try to roll them until you all get until you get all of the same number. So you just keep rolling until you get all the same number. Now this one is fun because you can do this with every age. So our toddlers will give just a few dice to two or three, four, and then the rest of us get the normal amount. And everybody just is rolling their dice. And now, of course, the toddlers aren't actually playing the game, the two and three-year-old. Our five-year-old totally will play the game. and But the two and three-year-old will just kind of roll their little dice and participate that way, even though they're not actually playing the game. But Tenzi is a really fun game for the family. Another one we like is Apples to Apples. And this is like for the five-year-old and up. And we actually went through our game and took out all the cards that didn't make sense. Apples to Apples is a game where you match up like a noun with an adjective, essentially. <laughs> You'll have a descriptive word and then a bunch of um, like people, places, or things. And then it's just a it's just a fun game of kind of matching those up. And so things that our kids didn't know about or words that we were like, eh, this is kind of strange. We just pulled those cards out. So the game makes sense for everybody. Um, there is a, ch- a kid's version of it, which I have not seen. So I don't know the difference, but we just have the regular game, the regular like version and just adjusted it with t- by taking out the cards that didn't make sense. Um, some other things we like to do is sing and worship together. And that usually involves some of the kids dancing or joining in with like playing other little instruments with us too. We love park time, going to the park. We have a good park nearby where the kids can play on the equipment and then we can walk around it with the little kids in a stroller and keep an eye on everybody at the same time. Another thing we really like to do is watch home videos. You know, movies don't always hold the little one's attention, but they sure love seeing themselves on the TV. So we just have the the just the little videos that I take you know, throughout the week on my phone, I can either like airplay them up to our TV or my husband's phone, like directly photo streams to the TV. We have that all hooked up. And so, um, and even like past videos from when they were all little and they will watch those for hours if we let them. (laughs) So that's a fun thing to be able to go to look back on either family vacations or Christmases or just everyday life from three years ago, and they just think that's so much fun. So those are some of the things that we love doing as a family. Do you have a question for me? You can message me directly at kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. I cannot wait to hear from you. Really. I'm a one woman show here. I read every message and I love hearing from you. Before we go, if you aren't already subscribed to this podcast, what are you waiting for? 
Um, Just hit the subscribe button and this podcast will land in your feed every week without you having to do anything else. Thanks, guys. And that's all for this episode. I just bless you with the grace to follow the Lord and bring your children up as you disciple them in His ways. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week, and remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon.